What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. to the future but embrace our past we study we analyze we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. 
The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. With us on the line on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by FMF, is none other than John Cluter. John, how's it going? Doing great this morning, man. How you doing? Hey, not doing too bad whatsoever. Um, you're a repeat offender on the podcast. We've had you on before. And, uh, and honestly, you're always welcome to come on the show. And uh, it, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, you're currently uh, in transit. So what better time to uh, call, call, talk to you up, call you up and talk about a little bit of uh, dirt bikes? That's right, man. I'd rather be uh, talking to you about something uh, <laughs> that's more related to not being winter than what we've been dealing with here. So, you know, unfortunately, you've been sending us uh, all this nasty weather uh, here into the into the heart of the Midwest here. And, uh, uh, you know, I appreciate the, the presence from Winnipeg, but, man, you can keep it. I'm tired no of the freezing yeah, rain. I'm tired of the cold. Yes, uh, I, I too. I've only been back here for two weeks now, and I am more than tired of it. Um, the cold is no fun, and uh, I, I do not enjoy that. But uh, the reality is, is this is where I call home. Uh, it's currently, uh, it's actually not that cold today. It's only about uh, maybe minus ten Fahrenheit. So oh, uh, it, yeah, it's not, that's not too bad. Below freezing. <laughs> oh yeah, Oof. well below freezing. But uh, no, um, before, nope. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been weird. I'm, you know, personally, um, I'm a little older. I have a lot more gray hair. So my street bikes are really all I ride that much anymore. Right. Um, but man, this is the first year in three years I've had to actually dig out my battery tender. You know, I rode every month last year and yeah. I went to fire up the bike. Uh, we had a, we had one nice day in, in early January and, uh, I went to fire up the bike just to throw my leg over it, and it wouldn't start. So I had to dig that stupid thing out. So hopefully my uh, hopefully my battery will make it one more year. But, yeah, you know, I'm not used to winter. You know, I grew up in northern Iowa, so, you know, five months of snowpack was normal for me. And talking about dirt bikes, you know, as a kid, you know, that was a six-month season. So, you know, moving south, you know, it's been nice and warm for the most part, but, Anytime I want to get warm now, I have to get on an airplane and go somewhere else and watch a race. So, you and me both, my friend. It's uh, uh, the reality <laughs> is is that uh, the the, the winter is going to be here for a few more weeks or months at least, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I don't think we'll be. I don't think I'll uh, start any of my motorcycles for another eight weeks uh, to come. But uh, yeah, it, it's uh, that, that's why I head south for uh, for six weeks. I've already I've already ridden ten times this year, and uh, believe it or not. Uh, that is about uh, a quarter of how much I rode last year. So uh, we're already on wow. pace to do more riding than we did last year. Uh, I did not do Good. nearly enough riding last year. Uh, we're honestly uh, in the summertime. Work really uh, took hold of my uh, my priorities and and my time. So and that's understandable. Sure. I think I'll be able to uh, do a little bit more riding this year. But uh, um, before we talk about LS2 helmets, which of course that's where mm-hmm. you're, you're currently uh, residing, I wanted yeah. to ask you about the uh, the current. Uh, Monster Energy uh, Supercross Series. They're currently having a uh, 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 a press conference to, to re-up with some of the mm-hmm. championship uh, contenders, and I think that's probably going to be a pretty boring conversation, to be completely honest. But uh, <laughs> t- tell tell me what your thoughts are on uh, on all things uh, motocross inside stadiums for 2018. So, um, do you have a magic eight ball? Because I think that uh, if that might be the best way to predict who's going to win the 450 class this year. Um, This has been such a topsy-turvy year. It's been awesome. Um, You know, I have a lot of buddies, you know, in in the industry that that, uh, would prefer that we have, uh, you know, a McGrath or a Villapoto or a Dungy or somebody that just, you know, repeatedly wins. But, you know, I, for one, hate the New England Patriots. I was a Chicago Bulls fan growing up, but, um, you know, in reality, I think it's good. I think it's, I think it's healthy. Um, I think that the fact that, you know, any of the major brands have a chance at the podium each week is, is something that is, is healthy. And, and I think that it, it, it means that if you're a Suzuki fan or if you're a KTM fan or if you're a Honda fan or if you're a Kawasaki fan or a Husky fan, you you tune in on Saturday to see whether or not your brand can be on the box. And I would tell you that, you know, over the last 
five plus years, you could basically just, you know, if you were, if you're tied up and you didn't have a DVR, you could just go to, uh, you know, you could go to, uh, your, your favorite, you know, online, um, source for news and, and look at the race, you know, results late, late Saturday night or early Sunday morning and, and probably predict maybe not in the order, but, uh, probably predict who was going to be on the box this year. Oh yeah. Not so much. This is great. I love it. I think it's phenomenal. Um, you know, I think that the fact that we've had some drama um, is, is good. You know, I, I, I tend to, I, you know, I tend to miss some of the Bam Bam style racing that we've seen in the past. And, it, it, you know, it has been a little bit vanilla. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's healthy. I think it's good that, um, you know, all of the OEMs have, have had time um, on the top of the box, whether, whether, uh, you know, after the mains or, or the heat races at least. And I think that because of that, you know, I think there's a lot of interest right now. And, you know, if you, if you asked me to predict who, uh, I would win, um, going from here forward, I, I still don't think that, uh, we have a clear number one. I mean, I, I love the fact that, that Anderson's been riding the way that he has, but you know, my personal belief is that, you know, anything can happen and that we're early enough in the season that, you know, a 40, 50 point swing isn't completely, um, it isn't completely unsurmountable from, from anyone. So I think if somebody gets hot, you know, I think number four's had a, a great run these last three races, um, you know, and he's been very consistent. Uh, I was bummed for Barsha, um, I'm obviously really bummed for Roxon because, you know, I, I will admit that I've kind of rooted against him and, and Honda. But, you know, after coming back from, from that injury, I was really hoping that we would see uh, the K-Rock of a couple years ago. And, and I think that he was starting to emerge, you know, prior to that tangle with Webb. So, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun. I uh, I love it. It's, uh, you know, last year, I, I, I will admit, I was a little bit disenchanted with it. And, uh, um, this year I'm, I'm all in again, you know, I was at a one, it's the only race I've been to so far. I'll be at several of the East coast races this year, but, um, you know, I was at a one and I felt like it was a wide open field at that point. And we, uh, we had a big sales meeting in Anaheim that weekend, brought all of our sales reps from the U S and, uh, some of the, the people from Canada, from Kimpex were there and it was right. great just to kind of bring everybody in and, and kind of, you know, ahead of the race, and then we took everybody to the race. Um, and, and we brought in a bunch of the magazines and, and uh, media people for our event just to kind of go over what we're doing as far as advertising and all that stuff. And, and to get the sense, it was right. It was literally the – we were about 10 minutes from, the, from uh, the stadium. So, we you know, everybody came over after the, the press conference. And, you know, the, the coolest thing was – everyone picked a different winner. We had probably five different groups in and nobody was agreeing on who they thought would be, you know, on the podium that weekend. And I think that that's, what's so good about it. I think that, you know, while everybody loves a, a people's champion type rider, um, I think we're going to get that in the East coast Two Fifty uh, this year. I think you're, you know, you go ahead and, you know, crown Osborne, but uh, we'll see what happens. You know, it's a long season and anything can happen, but, um, you know, it, it's been good. It's been really good. For sure. And, uh, like, I, I kind of go back to one of the things that my dad always said when we were playing hockey or football. Uh, if we were ever down in, in a half of football or half of, uh, of hockey, like, if, if, uh, if Eli Tomac can give up 70, 70 points in, uh, in six races <laughs> or seven races, uh, J- honestly, Jason Anderson you can do the exact same thing. Obviously, it's, it's, That's right. uh, you're asking for a lot, but, um, it, it happened. Like, we would have, like, one of the most prolific, uh, racers of the last five years years um giving up that kind of of uh of of points for, for over the seven races um and honestly I, I would say that if if one of the guys is more likely to give up those points than uh than than the other i'd say that it's probably jason um just with the irregularities in some of his finishes in the past whether it be uh get like um a suspension or his, he got he got disqualified uh as early as last year. Um, but he, he does look rock solid this year, but uh, I'd never say never as far as those things go. I wasn't, I was disappointed to see uh, basically um, 
two out of your top five guys uh, leave the series yep. completely in the in the, in the two weeks time, and then also have a third top ten guy leave the series in in Josh Grant. So uh, um, like going forward, I think a lot of the like when you, when you see a guy in uh, like tenth or or ninth place, you're like, man, like I, I can only kind of like I can't help but think like, oh man, if, uh, if 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 even even one or two of those guys were still in the series, would the would the results look a little different? But uh, um, we're going forward with the class that we have or the, the field that we have and yep. uh the inter- the racing has been entertaining the the like other than yeah. this last weekend's 450 race where uh, everyone uh, could barely smell uh, uh tomax fumes um <laughs> it's been pretty good we've had some changes for the lead and and crashes and takeouts and uh i think that just that just shows parity i think that there's a lot of guys that can yeah. all uh they, they're all fit they can all go fast um and uh and I'm, I'm impressed with the series so far you know i'm you know, and not to not to belager the the, the conversation any, any farther, but man, I got to tell you, I I'm so happy for Tyler Bowers. Uh, yes. It was announced, you know, yesterday that that he's going to fill in the chair for for Grant. And uh, you know, I'm a Midwest guy, so you know, I will admit I'm somewhat partial to anybody that's that's uh, you know grown. I you know I love Brayton. You know, I'm an Iowa guy. I grew up grew up in Iowa, so you know you know Gavin Faith. You know all these guys that have come through that. Uh, that's uh, District 22 and, um, you know, the Missouri guys and the Kansas guys, the Han brothers, you know, all of it, you know, so I'm, I'm somewhat partial. So, you know, I love the fact that he's, he's given a chance and, you know, I totally. think that that's really all he's ever needed. And I hope he does. I hope I don't jinx him, but um, I think he will do a uh, great job on that seat. And, uh, you know, I think he's enough of a bar banger, but, He's, he can ride with finesse when he needs to. And, and uh, you know what? The guy's fast. And he's got the right attitude. So, I mean, he reminds me of Ricky Johnson. He's, he just, he's, he's not going to put up anybody's crap. And uh, I think that, you know, there's, there's something to be said for that. So I'm, I'm stoked to see how he does this weekend. And, uh, you know, you, you, you're talking about Anderson. Um, you're, you're right. I mean, I think that he's, he's learning to – to, to rein it in a little bit. And if he doesn't have his best stuff that night, he's still there and he's competitive. But, you know, I thought you saw some maturity out of him last weekend and, uh, he didn't have the best bike for that track and he still found a way, you know, into a top five and he's still holding the red plate. And more importantly, um, you know, I, I think that he's, you know, he's, well, he's still just as aggressive as he always was. And I think he's, you know, like, like anybody, he's one cross road away from a, you know, do not, you know, do not finish or, or some extended time out. Um, you know, I think that with two and a half, you know, close to three months left in the season, um, you know, we're in, you know, we're in for some, you know, we're in for some great racing for the next couple months. This should be great. I don't think we're going to have this thing tied up until we get, you know, deep into the East coast. For sure, we got we got a ton of great races ahead of us. Uh, seems like uh, the the right amount of guys are, are upset with each other, and guys are coming up, guys are going down, um, and, and it's exciting racing. I think uh, like, that's why I want to be at as many of these races as I can. I feel I've, uh, it, it bugs me when I'm not able to get to them. I'm hoping to be at, at in Atlanta uh, in in one week's time, but. Uh, um, yeah, let's uh, it, it, like the time will tell what what unfolds with the series. I guess that the like uh, hashtag analysis, anyone could say that. But uh, I think that mm-hmm. uh, regardless of of the, who's collecting the checkered flags, there w- there will be some good racing throughout this uh, the rest of the season. No doubt. You know one one final one final point. You know, there's just yeah. enough drama in in the, in the year. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know there's there's just enough drama to keep it interesting you know yesterday when yamaha when the monster uh yamaha team announced that they were separating from niche you know i think that you know regardless of what the real story is i think that everybody wants to make something out of nothing but you know the fact that there's just enough drama floated out there and you know you get the message boards flying and you get people pontificating and telling you why you know why this happened and nobody really knows other than the people at the top involved on both sides and, you know, it's, uh, I've heard all sorts of speculation and, you know, I've heard some that's very mundane and some that's not, and we'll see how it all plays out. But you know, it, what I think it's good, you know, it's, uh, it got people talking midweek into a, into a, you know, we haven't been to Tampa in forever. So, 
Um, the, the fact that the circuit's back and, you know, they're going to a venue that they haven't been in a long time, I think it's healthy. And, uh, you know, again, you know, it's going to sell tickets. It's going to put butts in the seats. And uh, hopefully people will watch it on TV. So, you know, it's all good. Yes, sir, and uh, and hopefully they'll they'll watch uh, race day live this weekend, where they'll see uh, none other than uh, the six oh eight David Pulley uh, rocking H, uh, LS two helmet. Hey everyone, let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drakes has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Knapp, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, A.J. Catanzaro, you need to check out the Collective Experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as TheCollectiveEX on Instagram, is where you can find the Collective Experience. Do so immediately. The Collective Experience. Nobody gets you closer. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well... You better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have depth-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles are a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get tear-offs, you get a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your 
mirrored lens than uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with. Uh, so it's kind of a more, of a more of a package than it is just a set of goggles, which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens. You're going to need tear-offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you. And uh, $74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If uh, their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to viral for uh, and, and they'll take care of you. No questions asked. Uh, so check out the theviralbrand.com today and uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. Um, and uh, and that's honestly uh, like the the main reason why we wanted to bring you on. Uh, John, for those who are hardcore listeners, they've been listening for a number of years now. They would have heard you come on and, and speak on it the last time. But uh, we, we talked mm-hmm. helmets last time. We're going to talk helmets sure. again this time. Uh, it's LS2 helmets. Uh, some, mm-hmm. There's been some uh, underground rumblings. You mentioned the uh, uh, the, the release uh, right before Anaheim 1, uh, which a lot of the, the media guys uh, were able to a- attend. I, have, I, of course, did mm-hmm. not get the invite. Not too sure why. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a it's a great product. It's uh, it's 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 turning some heads, and it's protecting some heads. Tell me about it. Yeah, so you know, if, if you've seen this helmet, we've we've had it. You know, we've had some cool product placement um, leading into uh, the season, and uh, we've you know because the the product wasn't quite uh, ready for uh, shipping uh, in the U.S. when when the season launched. I just didn't have any inventory. So I reached out to some people that I knew and said, Hey, um, if you're looking to, to make a change, we'd love to work with you. Cause I had a very limited number of helmets. Um, and yeah, David's been wearing the helmet, doing a great job representing us. And, uh, uh, you know, the cool thing with David is the guy, the guy's on point. His kit always looks good. And, uh, you know, he's rocking, uh, your Canadian brother and actually local boys there, FXR. Um, and, uh, working with us. So, um, you know, it's, you know, we've, I've worked with David on and off now for, I guess, going on four years. Um, and you know, he's, he's such a great brand ambassador, does a great job. He's well-spoken. He's great in social media. Um, he's a very likable guy and, uh, you know, we, we couldn't ask for a, a better guy, uh, to be working with. Um, we, uh, we will be working with, with more and more athletes. Um, if you don't mind one quick, uh, product pitch, um, we are, we, we just within the last 24 hours launched a, uh, uh, program with revzilla.com here in the U S, um, for, uh, sponsorship opportunities. Um, they're, they're actually going to be putting together a team revzilla motocross team. They're really jumping in with both feet into MX and, uh, we're, we're actually helping lead that charge. Um, they're really stoked about this helmet, and uh, there's a lot of reasons why. Um, for those of you who've seen it, you recognize that it it has a very European look, and the reason that is is because LS2 is is a brand based in Barcelona, Spain. So, like all of those other uh, brands that you see, uh, you know, both indoor and outdoor, uh, this has that same flair. Uh, much like a lot of the American brands kind of have a squared off similar look to each other, even, you know, they all kind of have a similar look from about 30 feet away. The yes. same thing could be said largely for, for the European brands. I saw a post on, on your Instagram the other day that talked about, you know, what, you know, you were talking about, uh, you know, European, you know, brands, do you like them? Do you like the looks, you know, and, and, and they're so polarizing, you know, right. on one 100%. hand, you, 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 I would, I would compare it to, Comparing like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini styling, you know, Italian styled sports car to an American sports car. Yes. They both go fast. They both do what they they both do what they do, and they both look great in red. Um, but they have a very different look, and you know, different strokes for different folks. Some people love the the body lines of a Corvette. You know, others prefer uh, you know those of a Lamborghini or a Bugatti or, or what have you. So, um, what we've done is is really tried to take the the european styling and incorporate things that that we felt needed to be done within the helmet both inside and out to um, give us the most progressive uh design that would 
would would solve the most potential um, problems, you know, in a in a crash. You know, obviously that's what what a helmet's for. Um, it's it's designed to to you know to a lesser extent to you know to prevent roost uh, from from hitting you in the face, but but really it's there in case you need it. You know, for a really bad reason. So what we did was. You know, we intended this helmet originally, um, it was originally designed to be a carbon fiber shell, but what we did was, was something so radically different that we developed a new material and what it is, um, the only way I can truly describe it without boring everyone listening is, is to call it, it, it's a nanoparticle based shell. And I know all about that. Yeah. Okay. So it, it blends (laughs) the... It, it blends, you know, I was going to say, you're the first guy I've talked to that, that, that even knew what I was talking about. So ah, Who doesn't um, know nanoparticles? It, <laughs> it blends the best of, of a traditional composite helmet, you know, fiberglass, aramid, right. Kevlar, carbon right. fiber, whatever, um, and an injection-molded helmet. So what we've done is it's essentially both. We have a true tri-composite material, and what what it is is you know our philosophy on on rotational force mitigation is that you know big buzzword here you know we've 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 heard nothing but you know you know rotational force this rotational force that you know companies have come up trying to build a better bounce trap and you know that's great you know because for the last 60 years you know helmets have been made you know out of a hard surface and a really soft inner material, the inner material designing, you know, designed to absorb as much of the impact as possible and dissipate it so that it slows down your head, you know, because there are multiple crashes taking place when a helmet hits the ground. So what we decided to do was attack this from the outside in and the inside out. And, you know, in, in layman's terms, we tried to create the lowest friction coefficient possible in a, in a shell material. And what I mean by that is, um, for anybody that's listening that knows what, what road racing is and uh, understands that a road racer wears knee pucks. And, you know, when they're dragging a knee into a corner, you know, on a sport bike, they need a, they need a smooth uh, surface that will slide because they're literally dragging a knee on the pavement. And if that, if that material was fiber-based, it would have a very high friction coefficient so that in an intentional knee drag, it would either rip, you know, it would either rip the puck off. It would pull the rider off the bike, you know, something really bad could happen. Uh, possibly, you know, pulling somebody's hip out of the socket, you know, cause we're talking about that much force. Um, what, what we tried to do with this application, especially in an outdoor uh, series crash, these guys are hauling the mail. I mean, they're going fast. They're nailing triples. And they're flying through the air like Superman um, at, you know, 40 miles an hour. When you hit the ground, you're going you're, you're, you're gonna to slide. And what we tried to do was develop a shell material that would absorb and protect the way that a traditional carbon fiber or fiberglass, you know, woven material would, but wouldn't you know, wouldn't get caught up when you, when you, when you scraped through that first paint layer and you started to expose the fiber, you create a very high friction zone if, if that happens. So by, by developing material that has basically, a, you know, just short of microscopic sized particles in it uh, and, and centering them and, and developing a, a process where it's delivered into the shell surface, um, in an injection process, we've created a mesh-like material that is suspended in uh, a, a polymer. You know, honestly, all carbon and all you know fiber-based helmets have a polymer uh, or or a, a a plastic-based material suspending those materials already. All we did was made it smaller and more slippery, so that in the initial crash, the helmet will slide. Now, what we did on the inside was we developed an entirely new way of mitigating rotational force um, with a slip surface on the inside. Everybody's, you know, we, we've seen, you know, great advances and, and unique ideas from a lot of different manufacturers 
very popular, um, you know, brands in, in the U S have, have, uh, developed and patented their own systems. What we did was we wanted to make the helmet as small as we possibly could. So there's no big bulbous heavy, um, object on your head. So that if you do go down, you know, you hit with more force because for every 10% heavier, you make a helmet, you hit the ground with 20% more force. So we had to find a way to make the helmet small, make the helmet lightweight, and this, this new shell material allows us to do both. Um, and it also allows for crazy amounts of venting. Um, if you count the way that most of our competitors count venting, which is somewhat sketchy, this helmet has 35 vents in it. It literally has four times the vent surface area of any competitor on the market. So it flows air like you've got a hairdryer. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, it's insane. Um, and that can't be done with a, with a fiber-based helmet because of the way that the, the venting has to work. Uh, it would never pass the U.S. DOT homologation without, you know, what we had, you know, what, what we've developed. So what we did on the inside of the helmet is like, you know, one of the guys I work with talks about this a lot. You know, back in the 70s, you would say, you know, I'm going to put my wife in a big Suburban and give her the biggest, heaviest, safest, you know, vehicle on the road so that if there's a crash, she can walk away from it. Right. And what we've learned over the course of 40 years of, of impacts is that a bigger, heavier surface is harder to stop, right? So what we've done and what obviously car manufacturers have done using something that everybody's more familiar with is we've created a crumple zone technology within our shell that you can't see from the outside. If you pulled the EPS out of the helmet, it looks like these massively deep air channels they're they're not really not why they're there they're there so that there's a barrier in between the inner eps uh that that would touch the 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 liner of the helmet uh you know that would you know touch the scalp um and so there's a there's essentially a crumple zone uh system built in between the shell and the the inside of the eps the eps is the expanded polystyrene it's it's the white material or the black material on the inside of a helmet that actually absorbs about 90% of the impact energy. So what we did was we actually in-molded, um, the easiest way to explain this to your listeners is to say that if you look at a traditional bicycle helmet and you see this thin polycarbonate shell on the outside, um, what we did is we, we basically took the reverse of that and it's in-molded on the inside. It gives us the largest slip plane or slip surface, you know, which means that the, 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 the the EPS has a has a very very thin polycarbonate shell which will expand and will stretch in the event of a crash, um, but it but it's covered in the entire surface so that it gives us more uh, non directional which means that it'll go in any direction um, in the event of an initial crash. So what we're talking about is you know milliseconds worth of time, but it slows down your brain you know, as the crash is happening, because there's a crash, you know, from the helmet hitting the ground, the, the, your head, your skull is actually compressing against the inside of the EPS. And then simultaneously, or, or hopefully not simultaneously, your brain, unfortunately, is, is having to come to a stop suspended in cerebral fluid. So what we try to do is make the dwell time, the, the distance of time between the initial outer impact and that third impact with your brain, you know, unfortunately hits your skull. We're trying to delay that as much as possible to mitigate rotational force crashes, um, that, or the, the effects of, of a rotational force injury. Um, you know, it's, it's very common, you know, if you hit temple first, uh, you've seen this happen frequently over the last few years with some very high profile, uh, riders who have since retired, uh, where when they crash, the there's a there's a whipsaw effect, and their brain, the frontal lobe and, and the rear of the brain, actually twist inside the skull and both hit the outside of the skull uh, at virtually the same time, which causes you know major issues and you know, vertigo issues, and in some cases, um, it can affect your mood. It can 
it can it can have a detrimental impact. Obviously, it'll knock you out for extended periods of time too. But uh, we've seen guys have to retire from from racing because of crashes like that. Obviously, CTE is a big big deal. You're seeing all sorts of um, uh, understanding and revelations coming from uh, different sports, uh, but this is a very real thing. And I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's great that, that helmet manufacturers are, are trying to come up with ways to, to slow down that crash. Um, that's just our way. So we have a very smooth, very slippery surface between the, the liner and the EPS and it will compress. Um, but the coolest thing about the way that it's designed is it's, you know, any, any concerns that anybody would have about this new material, just because it's different, um, should be alleviated. There's a video on Facebook and YouTube of me, you know, and I'm I'm six four two thirty. I'm a big <laughs> guy. I look like a NFL tight end. Um, there you go. Jumping up and down with both feet on just the EPS of this helmet, and because it's a very thin dome structure, you know, on the inside of the shell, it's it's completely stable and it won't crush, um, which means that that reinforces the shell even more, the outer shell even more, and it prevents your your head from, from a lot of that external compression. And what it does is it allows your brain to slow down more slowly because the, the surface of that material slides in the initial impact so that before the EPS has to start compressing, there's there's been a certain amount of delay. So that said, the the other thing that we did was we developed a new, an entirely new type of liner material that doesn't have any glue in it. Um, the traditional way of doing things from pretty much every manufacturer is that there is a spray adhesive put on so that the comfort material that you know would, would go against your face or your your scalp um, is it adheres to the foam underneath it. And then it's sewn into, you know, multiple pieces and they form a, uh, a basket that snaps in. And then you've got cheek pads that snap in, obviously, if, if the liner's removable, which most, you know, good helmets will have nowadays. But what we've done is we've created a, a, a new process that allows our liner to absorb and wick five times faster than any of our competitors and dries that much faster because there's not a glue barrier. So if you have super sensitive skin, a lot of people do, you know, you see that, you know, see that guy who shaves and all of a sudden he breaks out because his skin is so sensitive. Um, this yep. surface, um, you know, when you sweat into it, you're leaching those chemicals from the, from the, it, it, you know, the adhesive right back into your skin. You know, if, if you're wearing it for ex any extended period of time, it's, it's unavoidable. So by eliminating that, not only do we make the thing super hypoallergenic, but because there's no glue barrier, it dries really fast. And then having that much venting, um, I mean, really, I mean, if, if, if the only complaint I've had is, is this one, I guess I'm doing really well. You know, I've had people complain that this helmet's too cold. So I'll, I'll take that. I will take that, especially at Red Bud in July. Um, if somebody wants to complain <laughs> that this helmet, you know, flows too much air, then you know what? God bless them. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, that, that's not that's not a, a complaint you hear too much unless someone's wearing it uh, a snowmobiling up here in the Great White North. Um, right. But uh, aside from uh, the the way a helmet looks, and I think it's always kind of like you said, it's a very polarizing look of, of a, a European <laughs> style helmet. Um, but the the bottom line is, I like for me, I don't really care what the helmet looks like as long as I don't get a concussion or I, I'm not. Yep. Uh, I, I just want to protect my head. Like I want to have right. the lightest, the the best protection, the best sweat wigging, the 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 best yep. ventilation. So uh, it, that being said, does the LS2 MX four seventy uh, mm -hmm. outperform outperform uh, it, its competitors? Without going into too much detail. Um, you and some of your listeners might know that I've worked um, in in the, this particular industry for over 20 years, and I've worked for multiple helmet manufacturers, and I've worked on the OEM side of the business developing products for some of the biggest names in MX. I will tell you, um, I won't mention names because that's not fair, but I have you know 
I have impact data from a lot of different brands because of what I've done in the past. And this helmet uh, is, it, 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 it's amazing how well it tests in impacts. Um, like, like a third better in, in many types of, you know, anvil, you know, anvil testing. So it's, uh, in, I said anvil, not animal, but, uh, um, that's a technical term for the way that a helmet, you know, there's a head form put into the helmet and then it's, uh, depending on the, the sanctioning body, whether it's ECE or, or, or DOT, or we don't use Snell on this particular model, but we, we do ECE and, and, and DOT testing. Uh, and, and this helmet passes both because it has to, uh, in order to reuse uh, for racing, it has to be ECE in the U.S. if it's not snow. So uh, what we've done is we've we've compared it uh, baseline testing to several other baseline tests that we have on other other brands, and without going into any detail, this blows away competition. Um, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that I would be, you know, talking about a material like this as, as totally being revolutionary, I would have laughed at you. But I actually see a time in the not-too-distant future where people begin moving away from traditional composites because this material is the future. It will be used in road racing. It will be used in, you know, all, you know, by, by many of our competitors, you know, I know of one already that has actually two that have developed materials that are not quite as advanced as this, but they're touting them as the next big thing because everyone is recognizing the same thing that in, for a number of reasons, you know, friction coefficient alone, um, this is a phenomenal material to use in, in a motocross crash. So, um, it's, this is just the tip of the iceberg. You're seeing, you're, you're going to see more and more of it. You're seeing companies develop, you know, parts of their helmet that will break away uh, with magnets and, and things like that. And, and those are great because they, they're essentially trying to create a smoother surface in the event of a crash. And that's very important. Um, you know, we've done the same thing with our, with our peak material as well. I mean, the, the, the screws will shear away, but I mean, I have video of a guy ramming his head against a brick wall and the, 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 the peak literally flops into, you know, a flat position and then pops right back up. Um, you know, I've, I've worked places where literally if you drop the helmet from a foot, you're going to crack the, the peak, you know, and I've not seen one of these break yet. So it's, uh, it's, it's you know, there's a lot of cool little uh, things about this helmet that, that make it, you know, very sellable. And the coolest thing is that it's affordable because we've developed this material that isn't so time intensive in, 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 in production, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you can buy this helmet in between two and $300, depending on the graphics and, and where in the, in the world you're located. So it's affordable and, you know, and it, and it is safe and, you know, it has, you know, all of the attributes that we talked about with as far as venting. The other thing that we've done with it is we've created this crazy clavicle relief cutaway so that it's 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 great if you're using the neck brace because it gives you 360 degrees worth of secondary load uh, impact load protection. But if you're not using a neck brace, there's a huge clavicle cutaway so that if you go down sideways, if you're a woods rider, or you you know, and you and you, uh, and you get caught in a rut and you go down, you know, the helmet's not you know is less likely to you know to to have a negative impact on your collarbone. So. Um, it's got a lot going for it and, uh, you know, it's, it's really made my job fun. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy looking, you know, the funny, I would say that, you know, we get like 20 awesome comments and then one negative. So, you know, look, nobody's, you're never going to make everybody one, you know, happy 100% of the time. If you don't like the crazy European, you know, swoopy pointy, uh, you know, aggressive looking shells, you may not like this one. But I would encourage you to at least go try it out. It's got a massive eye port. Um, you know, we've we've tried the biggest of the big uh, uh, frames in it, and everything looks normal sized. It's it's crazy. So it's uh, it's got a lot going for it. From you know, just being able to shove your goggles into it, um, it it feels light when you're wearing it. It obviously 
you know, flows air extremely well. And you know what? I think it looks pretty cool too. Well, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if it's not your style, it's not your thing. Uh, that's one thing. But I, I would definitely suggest people at least try this helmet on, uh, see how it feels in your head, and uh, and 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 take into account the uh, the, the safety factor of it. Um, like, yeah, you might look cool, but uh, if you can't rem- remember how to spell your last name t- uh, ten years from now, that's not going to be cool either. So, um, right. I, I I definitely suggest you guys, uh, like all listeners, give uh, LS two helmets. Uh, uh, a look um where where in the united states can people start to uh like uh like is are there specific dealers that are carrying these so, yeah. is there a, is there you a, know, we, a distributor you know, the local well, so we 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 self-distribute so we sell direct to dealers um we uh in in canada we we sell uh, to kimpex and then they are our distribution arm uh in the u.s we, we you know all the major online retailers will sell it and you know hopefully your local retailer will have it or have access to it and uh you know if they don't you know tell them they need to um this is you know it it will be worth your dealer's while um and they should check it out if they're not familiar with it you know it's uh you know it's a price point that that makes a, a pro level helmet you know attainable for pretty much anybody that 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 throws a leg over a bike and uh for that reason I think that it's uh, it's worthy of a of a of a good hard look. For sure, and I, actually, what I would like to do uh, from the from from my standpoint is uh, to get a um, like a, at least a, a a small, medium, and large uh, in my possession, so I can take them to the track, have them uh, like in my truck. So if anyone wants to come yep. up and try the helmet on, they can they can do so. Uh, and if the small is a little bit too even still too big, you guys do have an extra small. We even have, I believe, mm-hmm. a three XL uh, uh, helmet, if yep. I'm not mistaken. We do. Yeah, we have a big boy helmet. Yep. And I think, I shouldn't say this over the air, but I think we're going to also have a youth version of this helmet late fall. Okay. So, um, yeah, you know, we're, we're we're pretty excited about it. You know, I'd like to just start shipping it. Uh, they're literally, you know, they're due in the warehouse today. So, I mean, literally, it's imminent. And, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of back orders. So we have a lot of dealers calling asking where their order's at, but you know, that, I guess that's good. It means that there's, there is demand for it and, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're trying to make some waves with it. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I really appreciate you coming on and, and doing some education here. People, I think people are going to head over to uh, ls2helmets.com and, and, and check out uh, all the literature and the photos that are available on that page. And uh, I think that uh, we've got some answers answered here. And, and like I said, uh, um, if you're living in the Manitoba area and uh, you happen to uh, um, you're, you're at a local race, Come find me in the pits, number 95 on a K, uh, KTM 252 stroke, and I'll definitely have uh, three, a three-pack of helmets in my, uh, in my truck or trailer for somebody to try on. And, they, and if, uh, if they so choose, they, they want to they wanna purchase one, uh, then I'll send them your way. Perfect. Appreciate it, Brad. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for the time. Uh, don't hang up just yet. For podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Okay.